Welcome to the comment section. I'm Will Tanay. My two co-hosts, William Sanchez, Justin Sanchez, on the line with me. Gentlemen, big week in sports this week. MLB is back. Yeah, the NBA, The NBA players are making their decisions on whether or not they will go to the Orlando bubble and a ton of other NFL news. But first, William Sanchez, the MLB is coming back. Your thoughts. Do you care? And are you happy that the Astros will get some type of comeuppance? So this is one thing we, we didn't think about. This is the best situation for the Astros. If I'm going to go with the second question first, because there are no fans to boo them and hate them and kind of feed the, their team's pitchers to just destroy them, wreck them, and maybe uh, certain tags at the plate, at second base, are a little bit harder than they normally would be, a little bit more aggression. So the Astros get to skate by with, instead of 162 games and fans, now it's what, like 60 games and no fans, so they get to skate by. But I'm definitely excited for sports in general. So having baseball, then they added the, the DL, the uh, DH to the um, to the NL, and I, I can't be more excited. Nobody wants to see a pitcher. What do you think, Josh? Uh, like, were, what are your thoughts when a pitcher there comes were like to bat? Two or three pitchers a year that you like to see hit because uh, what is it? Carlos Zambrano used to rip dingers. He just he hit home runs. Anytime he got a hit, it seemed like it was a home run. I mean, he got like four hits a year, but he had like four home runs a year. Um, so outside of that, though, having a designated hitter in the NL is an absolute game changer. Uh, just think about the Phillies. They could have had Jim Tomey ripping dingers with Ryan Howard as your first baseman. And how much longer could his career, uh, Tommy's career have lasted if he went DH instead of had to retire because uh, he got replaced by a all-time Philly great or, and Ryan Howard? For for Will's Mets, uh, Bobby Bonilla could actually be you know, <laughs> cashing in his checks and earning them instead of just staying at home. I don't know. Bonilla got – Listen, the Mets have done crazier things. In the history of sports. If they – I mean, no, look, that is the craziest. Bobby Bonilla Day is coming up on July 1st, and I'm not sure how far into it they are. I, I remember checking it last year, and I think they're, uh, they might be halfway through it. I'm not 100% sure. But in, in my mind, the DH in the National League in this day and age when baseball is trying to get more fans, not to lose a generation of fans, you have to bring the DH to the National League. I know purists will say, it ruins the strategy of the game. It makes it too easy. The games will go on forever. I cannot tell you, and you guys know this, as fans of National League teams, I do not want my starting pitcher who's going eight innings pulled out because he may or may not get a chance to hit in the bottom of, of an inning leading up to a complete game shutout. I don't want to see that anymore. I'm frustrated with it, especially when if your bullpen is unreliable, 
and your starting pitcher wants to go eight and a third, nine innings, let him do it. But it gives the managers in the NL a lot uh, more of a easier road, which frankly, the American league has been working with forever, but I don't know. Chaz, what do you think about that? So, so to go into that, I think one thing that's going to be interesting is the strategies that are going to evolve and come to our side of baseball. Because you can't rely on that pitcher who I think pitchers last year total bet, bet at about 120. Nobody wants to see that snooze fest. Nobody wants a – you know, you're almost guaranteed – one out of 10 times a pitcher comes up, he's going to get a hit. Like that's, that's garbage. And then, you know, let's say he gets on base. Now he's running the base path with the fat. Well, usually the fastest guy you have coming up right behind him. So what is he supposed to, you know, <laughs> like carry the pitcher? Like, come on, bro. Like we're going to score this, you know, this double or triple man. Like, what do you think, Josh? I agree. Yeah, I think uh, getting rid of the pitchers, there's very few pitchers that can actually hit. And getting them out of the game brings more excitement to the game. And we can finally be like the AL, because AL was always exciting. Having David Ortiz at bat, I mean, his career. Big Poppy. Yeah. Yeah, big, Big Poppy. Uh, it's just going to bring more to the game, I think, and it's a great it's a great strategy, and it'll make it a lot more exciting because you don't have that easy out. You can't um, play around the pitcher when they're hitting, so it makes it one extra player that you a- you have to worry about, which changes a complete strategy to the game. The only. Uh thing I would say in favor of the pitcher hitting is you wouldn't get a moment like Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. <laughs> That's the only Give thing I can up. think of. That's the only thing I, I can think of. I'll, but I'll take a I'll take a player who hits 280. For for as or cool even as 250. That, yeah. For as cool as that moment was, I enjoyed uh, a DH in the starting lineup much more or in the, in the hitting lineup much more than I do a pitcher. I agree. When you get to the eight or nine hitter watching a national league game, you're like, all right, we got to sit through this crap for 20 pitches before we get to a real hitter. So uh, I'm with you guys. I, I am all for the DH in the national league and I'm excited to see what comes of it. Um, Joe Blanton hit a home run with his eyes closed in the world series for the Phillies. <laughs> and, and, you know, we became champs. That, that was part of it. So I'll pour a little out for Joe Blanton, who did an amazing thing, but I don't ever want to see that crap again because I'd rather see somebody batting the Mendoza line than a pitcher. And like you said, you have your, you know, pitchers are starting to get paid like quarterbacks. So you have your quarterback out there doing God knows what, could get hurt, and instead of being in the dugout, focusing and planning, like, okay, what am I going to do next? So this could add more strategy. This could add better pitching to the NL because now we have more thinking and 
and focusing and talking in the dugout. How can we do things instead of this guy's like hacking away? And some of the pitchers you can see when they get up to play, they're so focused on get the next inning that they just kind of just stand there, take a couple. And, hey, if I pretend to swing, not a big deal. We don't need it anymore. So, Chez, you had brought up before we started recording this a uh, couple of things that you had heard today. So I want to hear what they are because I haven't heard them yet. And I want to respond organically to this. And I want to see what Justin's reaction is. Well, earlier today, they discussed that the NBA is official and the schedule's coming out. And gentlemen, in my hand, I'm holding the schedule. Here's the only thing. I mean, obviously, we're, we're crazy waiting for sports. The first game is going to be, eh, whatever, Utah Jazz versus the Pelicans. Get to see uh, Zion. I know one of the big players on Utah's hurt, so that's not going to be a great game. But here, the 9 o'clock, July 30th, Clippers-Lakers. And that's going to be a when the season restarts – the last game that both teams played was against each other um, in the beginning of March. So it's pretty much an early litmus test to see where both teams come out, where they stand. Uh, The Lakers are still the first seed in the West. So that is a huge game with, I think, only eight games to uh, set the seeding. You cannot, especially if you're a number one seed, LA or Milwaukee, you cannot lose any of these games, honestly. I mean, Milwaukee might have a few games up on – on whoever the second seed is. Uh, I can't remember who that is at the moment, but, I mean, for the Lakers to really have a shot, this thing they cannot lose to the Clippers in that first game. So the I looked at the calendar. That's that's one day shy of five weeks. So still a still long way time away. away. But at least <laughs> progression. At least we have action and we can count on this no matter what. Yes. Now, what players are going to actually be there is a topic that we don't know yet. Right. But well, the only players we do know who opted out before the Wednesday deadline, you know, I know Trevor Ariza isn't playing uh, to spend the rest of the summer with his son, which I can't hold that against him. Good, good decision by Trevor Ariza. Um, Avery Bradley is. Yeah, Chaz, I think you want to – Avery's also uh, sitting out because his six-year-old son is very susceptible to um, lung issues. Yes, and yes, I did Corona see that. And since Corona attacks shortness of breath, that is uh, also a major factor. Yes, so I do. I think at first Bradley no was citing what you said, but kids added to it. So Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember reading that. Thanks for uh, – for bringing that up because I did I did forget that, but both those guys you know are key players on on their teams and they're you know choosing to to not play so you know got to give them credit for for being firm in that and not uh, not changing their mind. Um, so now that the season is going to restart on July thirtieth, they have the I don't know if you guys read this how they seed the or how they're going to choose the eighth seed if the eighth seat is not more than four games ahead of the ninth place team. What the setup is for that, right? It's a play in. So if the eighth seated team wins, sudden uh, death, it's eighth seed moves on. But if the ninth seed wins, 
then they have to play pretty much a best of three is what it comes down to. So the ninth seed wins two games, then they jump into the playoffs. So pretty interesting uh, experiment that they're going to try, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Okay, you ready for that next topic? Yes. Send it. Fresh from sources are saying sources say. that the 49ers are aggressively trying to get, get Jamal Adams. Oh. oh. Was so, he even in the <laughs> he, here's were they even in the conversation? They were not, but they are now. So my thought on Jamal Adams being in the market that he's playing in and hearing a lot of the New York sports talk radio hosts talk about him that are Jets fans. They love him. They want him to stay. They want to sign him to a long-term deal. But looking at their Jets record over the last three, four years that he's been there, they're 16 and 32 with him on the team. Now, I don't know. That's not all his fault. The talent around uh, him on the defense has been okay, but hasn't been great. And the offense has just been putrid, but he's on his rookie contract. He's begging or pleading with them to get a new contract. He's a talented guy. I don't know how many pro bowls he's made. I, I think he's maybe made two. I could be overestimating that, but as a safety in the NFL, you're not going to get paid huge bucks. So I don't know if he is unhappy with the Jets management. I'm sure he is because most of the players are. But I don't know that what the 49ers can offer for, for him even in a trade. And then do they sign him long term? So outside of the New York market, you have to look at this in a different, a different light. So the Jets drafted him number six overall. Number six guy, you're expecting to be around five, ten years. You're expecting to put a lot on their back. This guy immediately came into the league and was good and turned into great within such a short time, time frame. Now, I understand you could say, hey, don't pay a safety that much. But you have Aaron Donald over there in L.A., and he's such a disruptor, and he's doing all these things, and he's the best defensive player that they have on their team. Now, Jamal Adams is the best defensive player they have on their team. So sometimes they sneak him in as a, as a linebacker and do different things. I think you pay him because why else would you waste a top 10 pick? Like, That's a good this point. is like your – blue chip this is your blue chip player this is what you build your defense on and they're just you can prolong this because the way the deal is like because he's still on this rookie deal then the fifth year option then you can franchise tag him but you're just going to piss him off and make him upset if you give him a, a better deal now you make him happier and he can focus also all those losses I mean think about their starting quarterback had mono, and <laughs> the Eagles destroyed them, and other teams destroyed them with no-name backups. But as soon as Darnold came back, he went 7-2, and two, 
And one of those losses, I think, was the icy ghosts against, right then at the time, the best defense in the league. So let's take away the, you know, getting destroyed by the Patriots game. He's 7-1. and one. So Jamal Adams is leading a 7-1 and one defense in the last eight games of the season. So I say, I say you keep him, you sign him. Yes, it's a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like the different teams spend their money differently, and he's bringing the both. So I will say – Watching the Jets-Giants game last year was only, the only real game I watched the Jets for an extended period of time, and he was the best player in the game by far that day. So I saw the glimpse of the talent that he has. Is it consistent enough? You know, that's something I'm not 100% sure of just because I don't really pay that much attention to the Jets, but that is what I, I hear. Like, that's the guy they drafted number six overall, like that player who played against the Giants and had the, the sack fumble against Daniel Jones. So he brings that intensity to the field every time, then absolutely, yeah, you got to pay him his money. And the Jets being the Jets, that's where the issue comes in. To me, it would, it would be similar to if Ray Lewis wasn't on the Ravens, but do you pay Ed Reed a lot of money? Oh yeah, you pay Ed Reed a lot of money because that dude's running around destroying dudes. So, I mean, it's tough. But everybody has a different salary cap. Not everybody, you know, pays running backs a certain amount of money. Not everybody pays wide receivers. There's plenty of teams that don't pay wide receivers. So maybe for this, he really helps the, the cornerbacks, makes them better. The other safety I heard is is really good. So that combo, I mean, you have a great defense. Darnold comes back this year. He's, he's not going to have mono again. But knowing his luck, he might get corona. But that'll only keep him <laughs> out for two games, maybe three, instead of a, as many as we missed. But, I mean, if they're going to play that that much better with Darnold on the field, then you kind of – got to wait for those stats and those wins and losses to come through. Not, I can't even remember who the Eagles beat up. I don't remember his name. He was a nobody. Not Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's for sure. <laughs> not, not, not Fitzmagic. Justin, you got any thoughts on Jamal? So, Man, I hope the Eagles somehow can find a way to get him. It's <laughs> not. It's not likely because we picked up, uh, I think, two safeties in. We got Will Parks from the Um, Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I I don't think it's likely, but if there was a way, I mean, I would, I would pull the trigger. Jamal Adams is a special talent, and he's uh, pretty young, and he's got a lot of fire, and I think he brings what you want on a um, championship caliber defense. And he's only twenty; he's not even twenty-five yet. Yeah. But, I, but I will argue to, to that point, Justin, is that there are teams that aren't going to want to trade them because they don't, like you said, Will, they don't want to pay a safety that much money, which I, I, I totally agree with that point that you made. But if we're specifically just talking Jets, I mean, who else do you have to spend your money on? One, Darnold. Two, uh, I mean, you kind of wasted money on Le'Veon Bell, but some cost, you got to move on. And I can't name any more wide receivers or any 
crazy O-line or D-line guys, so might as well pay Jamal Adams and from these future drafts, keep building around Adams and have a stellar defense, and Darnold will get you some points. I, I Now that you've kind of laid out the case that way, you've definitely changed my mind on the type of impact player he is because, like I said, I – I saw it a little bit in the Giants game, but I hadn't really seen it, you know, against any of the other teams um, because the Jets were on that huge losing streak. But that's, you know, you changed my mind on that. I give you props for that. Yeah, I I try. Now, for the baseball season, when it resumes, (laughs) are they – What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all want to hear some funny-ass shit? Yes. My mic has not been plugged in the entire <laughs> day, night. But it's on, just not plugged in? Well, it's a good thing he, he's hardly talked tonight. I know. That's hilarious. I don't even have my dog. I'm just, Can you hear me better now? Voice. I'm naturally Is smooth. it better now? It's kind of the same. Uh, Make sure it's yeah. on. Make sure it's on. That's why I don't know if I'm going to drop $30 for you guys. To well, sound you could just, no, you could just put, plug your headphones in. And have well, them. it's just for, uh, uh, it's more clarity when you speak. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. But nobody, nobody else is in here. So it's pretty quiet. Like I can hear uh feedback Chaz when you talk. Yeah. But it's not like, Oh, that much. Oh, it is that much. Tell him. <laughs> All right, Christina will be there in like 10 minutes. Does she text you? No, I don't know. (laughs) I just just heard her in the background, I think. No. All right, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, I should be focusing on sports, not these hot women. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so I do think, wait, Christina, I told her that we should have her on one of these to – to play a game called is it a sports play a sports term or a sex position yes yeah, see what she gets <laughs> that would be hilarious let's do it so maybe do I, that you want to do that one on tuesday be I'll, go- I'll google that <laughs> yeah I, I, mean, will, I, I will look stuff up just like i'll throw like the her. uh immaculate reception could oh, be she, one or the she other better, she better know that <laughs> no she won't <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Cause all right, let's try to do funny. that one on Tuesday. This way, uh, <sighs> yeah, that way we can... get. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, do we? Let's do it during the actual NFL season. The NFL season? I don't think she can. Well, you know what? She. I don't think she's that patient, though. <laughs> wait, why, wait, wait a minute. Wait, why is she trying to get into our podcast? So I don't know. She always asks me, and I'm like, I don't know. Soon. Dude, just do it Tuesday, man. I'll, yeah. I'll bullshit with her. Yeah, we can look up some of that that stuff. She'll be excited to hear that. I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> this is the only thing I'll say. I don't want to do it Tuesday because right now I, I've got a nice chill buzz. I want to have a buzz when I'm roasting Christina oh. on podcast. Yeah, get a buzz on. Uh, get a buzz. Uh, on. <laughs> Tuesday is leg day. All right, Tuesday then let's do Thursday when we're at the beach. But I don't know if I'm gonna have that time. <laughs> yeah, well, let's do that when you guys let's come do back. Do it a week and a half. Do it when you guys come back. Yeah. yeah. Do it when okay. you guys come back. Yeah. Or after you guys come back. And I have to work. <laughs> I work. No, I work that Sunday. I work. No, no, I don't work 
that Sunday. I worked the week after that. All right, let's go. Okay. All right. So I wanna, do I wanna we, hit up with the girls. Do we um do we know how the MLB season is going to play out as far as where the games are being played? Is it the uh, Arizona Florida split like was talked about, or was it every team stadium over the course of the sixty so games? Basically, from what I've heard and what I understand, it's forty games in your uh, division, right. and then twenty games out. Interleague. What they're trying to do is those. 20 games out there – well, not necessarily interleague, but just out of your actual division. They're trying to keep it geographically uh, centered. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the um, a lot of the AL center – central and the NL central will stay kind of in okay. that mid-west area and not have to really travel all the way down to California – like right. the four corners of the, you know, the U.S. Gotcha. So a lot of the Phil's Mets will be kind of like East Coast-ish. Yeah. Even if they have to come down, you know, to Florida. I mean, we the Phil's can come down and play Tampa Bay because we're going to come down and play Miami anyway. Right. So Yeah, because, yeah, if the New York teams, like the Yankees and the Mets have to go down to Florida to play the division rivals down there, well, that makes sense. Um Trade deadline is supposedly supposed to be August 31st, so uh, that's a milestone date. And then the end of the regular season, September 27th, with the goal for the World Series to be done by November 1st. So this is a lot of baseball over the course of the next four and a half months. So my thought when this all came out was when the season starts, there's got to be awards at the end of this. So if the Mets have a good year, but Jacob DeGrom doesn't get, you know, let's say his number of wins that would really solidify him as a Cy Young candidate. If he gets three wins and five, no decisions as the Mets are prone to do when he is starting that kind of shorts him for that third straight Cy Young that he was shooting for, which honestly, if the Mets make the playoffs, isn't as disappointing, but that's just one of the things I was thinking of like, how the history books are going to look at this particular season because baseball historians are so picky about this stuff, but it's, it wasn't nobody's fault. Right. So what do you guys think? Are any of these awards, I mean, championship aside, that's not going to count because you still got to play the 60 games, but these awards are going to be harder to judge. This will really bring out a, a true MVP because it's like, okay, you only have 60 games. And because of all this, it's almost like the MLB is being injected steroid style into our veins (laughs) and we're being pumped up over like a a quick three, three and a half months, hurry up and get the playoffs over in October before football and college football starts destroying our ratings slash the NHL Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals. So that – the shortened season is going to make us more excited. It's going to bring a, more attention to the guys that are boom, 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 let's go, you know? Yeah. Pick up my bat, let's go. Get, get some hits, get it going. Honestly, I there's – I feel like there's going to be um, – there's there, there, it's pretty much it's going to be a scale. There's going to be a lot of pitchers who, who are good with their mechanics – 
and they're going to stay hot and they're going to destroy batters because they haven't been seeing pitches for how many months? It's easier to, to go to, uh, you know, just have your catcher or some, some dude catching balls and your pitcher and you can kind of practice, even though it's not the same as spring training, way different than being a batter and having a, a machine if that, like, we, we don't even know. Steph Curry didn't even have a basketball hoop in his house, and he had to build one himself, and it, it looked terrible. So imagine these, these baseball players, especially a lot of them Hispanics, uh, coming from other types of countries. Like, are they really going to have a pitching machine in their, in their backyard or their garage or whatever? Right. So these batters are going to be suffering pretty bad. Like, in our minds, we're thinking short season – they're going to have to like explode with runs and home runs and doubles. And I really think that it's going to be a pitcher's league. They're going to dominate. And if you weren't on your mechanics as a pitcher, you're going to get, I mean, you could have a grace period because this pit, this, this batting is just going to be so bad. My question is, do you shorten the pitching, the starting pitching staff? Because, there won't be pitching 20 games. Mm. Um, and even if you want them to pitch 20 games, that's pitching every three games. Um, so you can shorten it down to three or four, get your starters in a little mm-hmm. bit more. So you're going to have more number ones, more number twos, more number threes. And that, I mean, when you have number one and two starters out, unless you're the Phillies in the past year, uh, it's normally a bad thing. Um for the hitters because starters are – they just shut down players, and they've always shut down players. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what each coach does and how they work around with their starting pitchers. And do you play your number one and number two a little bit more frequently or hold them off a little bit and play them at strategic times, but they still get like 14 or 15 games – which gives you half the season of your number one and two playing. So that's what I was getting at with, you know, a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom, who is the ace of the, the staff. How many games is he really going to pitch? Because in a normal season, you'll have, you know, a, a pitching staff. When you get into the dog days of summer, you add the sixth starter to save the number one and the number two starter. So now with the 60-game condensed schedule, every five days, you you probably are throwing your ace out there and your number two out there. Maybe you even, you know, mix it up a little and and move the number three to the fifth spot. If if your number three starter is solidified, maybe you put him as the fifth guy to get a little bit more use out of him and maybe have him only throw six innings or so to to save him for the playoffs because nobody really knows how the schedule is going to play out. And nobody really knows for sure if the season's actually going to get completed, which is a whole other issue that you know I don't even want to think about because of what it's taken to get to this point with sports and the way everything's been shut down. But that is a realistic thing that may or may not happen. So, um, I mean, I think, I think you're right with the first couple of weeks of the season is all going to be pitchers, you know, Two, a lot of 2-1 games, most likely. I'll even be surprised if a lot of the uh, bullpens are used to a lot lesser extent than they have been in the past because you, 
you can't stretch it out over 162 games. It's only going to be 60 games, and you got to save those guys for the playoffs and not burn them out too fast. So, so do you uh, allow the starting pitcher to go further in a game? Probably more so, especially because yeah, you're not wor- you're not worried about burning them out. And and with the DH now, you can. But at the same time, the the, then you have the bullpen. That's like okay, we barely got out there the past week. So yeah, the bullpen will be rested for the playoffs, but they'll be rested for the playoffs. It's like rusty, rusty. Yeah, they'll be rusty for the playoffs. So, I, I you have to have that fine line where you give. So a guy like Verlander's older and can use the you know this whole break we've had and just if he gets off to a good start then you could just keep him going every fourth day instead of every fifth but you have to work your bullpen in there at least a little bit to kind of because it's all about their arm and the elasticity and uh you know the the warmth and trying Mm -hmm. to get the arm uh, range of motion and get it used to throwing all these pitches at 90 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, 100 pitches a, a week or whatever it is. So they, they have to find a way to get these pitchers to – I mean, it's, it's kind of like a gift and a curse. Like, it is, yeah. The arms are fresh. Now, well, hey, let's hurry up and let's, let's use their arms. And then it's like, well, don't use them too much. I, I am on the same thought wavelength as you because if and one of the things that these pitcher or these managers, especially in the National League, were always keen on was getting their bullpen guys work, making sure they didn't go too many days without throwing, so they didn't get rusty. So I, I agree with you on that. I think it's going to probably be the same type of bullpen management we've seen in the past, uh, but I don't know what the impact is going to be. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Real. So before we wrap this episode up from Justin and Chez, I wanted to know your way too early predictions. Uh, but Chez, before we jump into that, uh, your last thoughts. Eagles win the Super Bowl. <laughs> About MLB, numbnuts. I have, I, have, uh, I have two things. I have two things that I want to end, end my piece off. Did you guys see the Raiders no. new stadium? No, I did not actually. Oh my god! Oh, Vegas right is going to be popping once all this Corona is over. People are going to be partying and and hanging out and gambling in Vegas, and they're going to like, what am I going to use my winnings for? Oh, it's Sunday. <laughs> Let me go down the street to this brand spanking new stadium, and they got all the chairs are leather. Leather reclining yeah. tight. Oh, it's I'm, beautiful. It's I'm amazing. Look, I'm looking at the pictures right oh. now on the Raiders site. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I probably a Super Bowl there in the next three, four years, I would imagine. Can if we just yeah. wants to sponsor my uh, birthday? <laughs> November November eleventh, they can take me that. Well, once the Super Bowl gets pushed back into mid-February, once the Super Bowl gets pushed back to mid-February for President's Day weekend, then, you know, that would probably be, hey, if the Eagles make it, you'll probably go, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if I could get my hands on some tickets, I'll probably go. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely then, it looks I didn't gorgeous. Go last too. time and we want. Oh, yeah, but who the hell would want to go to Minnesota in February? That that wasn't an unpopular. Thing. <laughs> That's it. And you uncle, and he he, he watched. Uh, he went. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, so and my cousin. So so with the sixty game season for MLB. Quick first thought: Who wins the World Series? Not the Phillies or the Mets. Uh, I've been here. I've been hearing a lot of Yankee talk, and uh, with Houston losing Garrett Cole, that's big, and the Yankees gaining Garrett Cole, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You got Judge and their um, Gary their, their second baseman, just mm-hmm. beast. Yeah, you got Sanchez. They're tough. I, I think that the short, uh, Justin. Who do you yeah. think? I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Dodgers because they've been screwed. So I times. I agree with you on that. That was gonna be my my prediction as well. Sixty game season. Who is this better suited for than the Dodgers? I agree with you 100. percent Kershaw doesn't have but, to start. You know, 20, 30 Kershaw, games. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll hit his peak right when the. I I want the Dodgers to do it. Yeah, I agree with I you. I want the Dodgers to do it. Yeah. But they won't. They will. Because they're choke artists. <laughs> well, when you're getting your, your sign steal, uh, stolen, it's hard to beat that team. And then in the following year by the, is very, <laughs> the Red Sox very did it too. You have, you, have, you have teams that win, and you have teams that are in the middle that fight for it, and you have your losers, but you also have this special category on the side of the choke artists. And the Phillies made the Dodgers choke artists way back when. And <laughs> Two times. And doing that ever the Eagles were The Eagles were choke artists before they got it done. Yeah, I, I mean – But if we, it took a special year. And it, yeah. How many times are the it Dodgers going to – It a special year of 60 games. They get hot. <laughs> they get hot around 70 games. They're hot for a whole season. So yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. This is a year where they only play 80 games and they're hot the whole time. That's what I was thinking too. That it's not suited the for Cubs. anybody. Better. The Chicago <laughs> Cubs, 108 years of not winning a championship, won over the Dodgers. It's a wrap. You're done. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's true. That's uh, <laughs> it's better. And the Nationals. And the Nationals, yes. A wild card. They were a wild card. That's a good point, though, because the Nationals were on that same track as the Dodgers, as the choke artist that couldn't get out of the first round. That was the luckiest season I've ever seen. And to overcome the Astros, who, you know, were doing who knows what at that point. You know, the the Nats definitely – Bagging on a trash can. (laughs) The Nats changed the perception, and I think the Dodgers do it. but as a Mets fan, of course, if the Mets win the World Series, it's the year that nobody's allowed to be in the stadium. So, oh, I think uh, I'll end it on that note. My <laughs> prediction is the Dodgers. My hope is the Mets. And, you know, even if there's not a parade, then whatever. That's, uh, we'll chat next week. Until then, this is the comment section signing off.